you're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode 23 of the Toolstation Western League podcast. My name's Ian Knockholds, and I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Tom Hiscott. Tom, how are you? Yep, doing really well, thanks. Uh, yourself? Yeah, very good. I um, I managed to uh, sneak into Oakfields on uh, on Saturday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, a game really that I think, you know, two teams with a, such a pedigree that we'd hoped that there would have been a little bit more riding on it with the game between mm. Melcham and Buckland. But a thoroughly entertaining encounter it, it certainly was. I know we'll be coming to that um to that later in the podcast, but um, how about yourself? How, how have uh, what, what have you been up to sporting wise? Sporting wise, uh, not not a, not a whole deal. Um, stayed up to watch some American football last night, which was um, very dramatic. My team winning at the last place, and that was good fun. Um, not much in the way of football. Dad went to watch the uh, odd down game so, and enjoyed it, so that was that was good. Excellent, excellent. We have to say we've got a fantastic. Um, Array of football to watch, haven't we? I think that the um, the weather we've we've managed to beat the weather gods yeah. this weekend, which is probably the most important thing that we can mm. say. But um, you know, I'll, I'll, drum roll, please. We start with bated breath because, of course, the first fixture we're going to talk about is um, that FA Vars clash on um, Saturday, the thirteenth of January. It was delayed a week, and it was definitely worth waiting for. It was our very own Bradford Town. They travelled to Newport on the Isle of Wight. They did, and, um, yeah, uh, another of our teams through to the next round. Uh, they joined uh, Melksham in the, the last 16. Uh, a 1-0 win away at Newport. Um, pretty pretty astonishing. Uh, goalkeeper Charlie Phillips sent off uh, inside half an hour, and so playing with 10 men. Uh, for the remainder of the match, uh, and it was Dan Greaves, obviously, player manager, who, who ended up in goal for over an hour, as I said. Um, they managed to keep a clean sheet, and then with, with sort of just over 10 minutes left, uh, Mark Wall uh, scored, scored, scored the winning goal, uh, a 1-0 win for Bradford, and yeah, pretty incredible performance, and they're obviously through to the next round. Uh, I believe they're uh, away, away from home again in the next round, and they're taking on Mask, I think it is. Is it Mask or is it Mersk? Mersk or Mask, I can't, I've not got it written down, but uh, it's one of the, whichever that one is, they, they're the team that qualified uh, over the weekend as well. Well, you say potato, I say potato. <laughs> Let's call the whole thing off. Um, the only reason I, I raise that subject is because, of course, I heard the draw um, mm-hmm. for that particular round of the VARs um, on TalkSport, and uh, Mersk were a talking point because um, they are the bookmakers' favourites for the oh. tournament. So um, Bradford have got their work cut out for them. Um, I had the great uh, pleasure of talking to Danny Greaves. Of course, regular listeners will know that Danny's, uh, you know, he's been on the podcast a fair few times this this uh, this season already. Um, we had a chat about the game and about their opponents coming up. That's an FA Vars special, so um, you will be able to pick that up as a separate interview. This is, of course, the normal um, podcast. I say the normal podcast. Um, you know, we're featuring one team from the Premier Division and one team from the. Um, uh, from the first division, and we'll try and rotate it as best we can, not to keep on having the same sides on. But um, for those of you who are fascinated to hear the uh, from his own mouth um, what happened over on the Isle of Wight, then um, please listen to that because it was a it was great to talk to Dan. He's always a always great value, and um, uh, it was a fascinating game. Plenty of turns and twists, and it was fantastic. But we'll return now for the time being um, to the normal fare of the Premier Division, and we'll start with Bridgewater. Town, they entertained Bitten. 
Yeah, and a good, good performance from Bitten here. Uh, a 2-0 win in front of a pretty healthy crowd there at Bridgewater, uh, Fairfax Park. And it was uh, Josh Egan who opened the scoring from long range uh, from a set piece. Uh, and that's sitting on their way, as I say. And then uh, during the second half, Tom Knighton uh, added a penalty. And yeah, Bitten came away with a 2-0 win. Now, uh, moving on, we've got Clevedon Town. They were at home to cup specialists Bridport. Yeah, and it was Clevedon, uh, another 2-0 victor. Uh, they were at home, obviously, so they came over the three points. It was Lucas Vowles and Tyler Ashmead helping them uh, beat the 10 men of Bridport, uh, who had Braden Sines sent off uh, during the second half for a couple of other cards, I think. Now, you know, if we had a drum roll for Bradford Town... Um, I think we need probably fireworks and an open top, open top bus tour for Longwell Green. Longwell Green entertained Brislington, and for the first time this season, Longwell Green Sports recorded three points. Yeah, at the 23rd time of asking in the league, uh, finally, as you say, three points for Longwell Green, a 2-1 win at home to Brislington, and it was Joe Woodley uh, and Ben Allen, they were the two men to... To fire home on Saturday afternoon, and yeah, many congratulations to them. It's been a tough season, but it's good to see they're still fighting. And it's not—they're not dead and buried yet. If they can put together a little run, you never know. So um, yeah, all the best to them and a, a very good win. Win on Saturday afternoon. Well, you're absolutely right, Tom. And I thought, well, we couldn't let this um, moment pass, could we, without talking to the manager of Longwell Green Sports? It's uh, Mitchell Hodge. And uh, I was delighted that Mitchell would join me for an interview. We, of course, reflected on that win at home to Brislington. Yeah, very pleased. I mean, it's been a long time coming down here. Um, obviously, there's been a lot of work going on behind the scenes with um, it must been a struggling season. But, um, yeah, it, it's not something that sort of just happened overnight. Like I said, there's been a lot of hard work going on, a few, a few new players coming in over the last couple of weeks. And, um, yeah, hopefully that's uh, that's the first of many going into the, into the second half of the season, really. Well, you've, you've had a busy Christmas. We'll talk a little bit about that in a minute. Um, Brislington, your opponents, but Brislington are no mugs. Um, uh, you know, they've had some good results um, this season. Did you have a feeling about Saturday's game to think that actually that could be the turning point, that could be your first win? Yeah, definitely. Um, we, we had a few lads sort of returning from the Christmas break. We, we've got a few sort of uni students who have um, come in to play for us, and a few of them have come back their first game this Saturday. So we knew we had a strong side. We, we knew it was going to be a tough game. Um, it wasn't one-sided. It was quite an, easy, quite an even game. But, um, yeah, we, we were confident go, going into it. We, we had a game plan. We had a way we wanted to play. Um, obviously, Nigel coming in as director of football, he, he was at Brisbane for the first half of the season, so we had a bit right. of sort of inside information there. But, um yeah, with, with, with ways they played, but yeah, we're, we're confident going into every game, really, and uh, yeah, so uh, so yeah, we, we were confident with that one. Because going into the Christmas period, you had a, a, a good point away at Chipping Sodbury Town, but then you you did have um, heavy defeats, particularly at the hands of of, um, of Bradford and of of Bitten. That just goes to show the strength um, that there is uh, in the Western League. I mean, Bitten are a mid-table side, and um, there are no easy games in this division, are there? No, definitely not. I mean, obviously, you know. Barring those two games, the Bradford game and the Bitten game, I mean, the, the few games before that that I, I'd been involved in um, were certainly tight affairs. We, we played straight before that, and it, it was quite an even game despite us losing the game. We had our chances, and then, like I said, we, we got a point to um, chip and stop break, which we should have won, really. We missed a penalty in that game, and we hit the bar. Um, they did have their chances towards the end of the game, to be fair to them, but um, we'd certainly been creating. And then, um, obviously, we come into the Christmas period, and as I said just now, we'd lost a few of our sort of student lads who had come in because they'd gone home. So we had a slightly weaker side, but no, they've definitely um, they've definitely got strong sides, uh, Bradford and, and Bitten. And to be honest, Bitten um, are sort of more of a top half side than, than where they are at the moment, and uh, they're, they're kicking on it. 
so I'm, I'm sure second half of the season they'll be they'll be right up there. We can't talk to you, Mitch, without casting light over the the first half of the season. I mean, you know, perhaps the most important statistic about the win against Brislington was that it was your first of the season. Um, so, um, what's it been like inheriting the mantle at Longwell Green Sports? Um, well, it's, it's not going to be an easy job. I, I knew that, but you know, I, I knew that coming into it. Um, I, I've got Nigel there with me, who's, who's very experienced in, in this standard. Um, sort of, he's always there to rely on. We speak every day. I, I, I know it's going to be a tough job, but um, I, I know I've got a lot of contacts in um, for, for this sort of standard. We can see that with a couple of players coming in. Um, there's already good players here at the club. They, they just sort of, you know, need a little bit of help. Um, you know personnel-wise and maybe a little bit of ways of being shown how to play, different ways to win, different ways to defend, just some fresh ideas really, but um, yeah, definitely up for the fight, um, it's, it's not going to be easy, it's, it's not sort of, the hard work isn't over just because we won one game, you know, we, we go again on Saturday, um, and yeah, you know, we're, we're up for the fight, so uh, yeah. Was, was one of the most important things about that win, breaking the losing habit, because of course up until Saturday, Longwell Green, you know, it's not even as if you'd been drawing a lot of games, you, you'd lost a lot of games, and with the squad that you've inherited, that must be very, psychologically, that must be very difficult. Yeah, well, I think losing just the same as winning is, is a habit. And, uh, yeah, I, I think it can be a hard habit to get out of. I mean, you know, they, they were probably going into games, the players, and, you know, with, with all the belief they had. But sort of maybe if they went 1-0 down sort of early on in the game, they're probably thinking psychologically, you know, we're 1-0 down again. You know, or can we physically score two goals now to win a game? They're probably thinking they couldn't, you know. So it's all about changing the mentality and, um, and getting that belief in the squad. I'm hoping that now, they, now we've shown them a way to win and, you know, shown them that they can beat what, what is a good side of Brislington. They, they, they've got the belief back and they know that there's ways to win. They know they're good enough to win games. And, uh, yeah, we just need to kick on from that now and, uh, and keep going and keep improving. As a manager, when we think about your style of football, what's a priority for you? Uh, do you want to see Longwell Green scoring more goals or would you actually start at the back and, and want to shore up that defence? Well, I mean, it's, it's glaringly obvious that we need to score, score more goals. If anybody looks at, at, at the um, at the record of this league, they can see that, that there's a glaring lack of goals. Um, to be honest, barring the bitten game, the game that we spoke about earlier, I don't think we've really been conceding that many. I mean, I mean, we obviously lost 2-1 to Hengrove. There was a 3-1 to Street. We're not, you know, of late, we haven't really been, you know, conceding lots and lots of goals. It's just... You know, like I said, it's only been sort of we'll only score one goal in a game, so we definitely need to sort of improve scoring wise. But I mean, you know, we're working on the training pitch out to create chances and getting the lads into the final third. So um, yeah, I mean, if we can keep causing problems, then the, the goals will come. I, I, I know that. For the fans who are listening to this, realistically speaking, they've had to wait a long time for the first win. You've got it now. And the funny thing is that actually you only need a couple more and all of a sudden you are up with the likes of Wells City, Cadbury Heath and Hallen. Realistically speaking, what are your targets for the rest of the season? Well, the target is just to go into the next game on Saturday, um, try and pick up point, try and pick up a point or, or three points there. Um, certainly try and get within touch and distance of Wells. We've still got to play them later on in the season. We've still got to play Cadbury Heath. So if, if we can just get ourselves in and, in and around the mix with them, then um, I, I'm sure that when we come to play them, we, we can take points off them and, and, and we can move up the league and we can push on and, and kick on into next season then, hopefully. Well, you, you've got um, Hallen coming up in the not-too-distant future, but, but before then, you've, uh, you're in action tonight, you've, you're at home to, um, to Odd Down, uh, and then you've got a tricky um, trip over, over to Cribs. Um, have you got any, you know, take, taking it one or two games at a time, have you got any sort of points target that you'd like to see um, your side get from those from the next couple of games? 
Well, I mean, we go into every game hoping to get something out of it. I mean, we haven't got specific targets, no. Um, we, we just go out every game, try and play with a lot of pride and a lot of and, and hopefully get something from them. But um, we're confident. Obviously, the squad's buzzing at the moment with the first win, and um, we're on a bit of a high at the moment, so we don't fear anybody. And um, as I said, we go into every game hoping to get something out of it. So um, if we can come away with a couple of points from those two games, then um, I'd be a very happy man. Mitch, thank you for your time um, today. One of the things that's impressed me this season, even though the results haven't been going for you on the pitch, off the pitch you've got great support. So um, hopefully um, you'll be able to bring a bit of New Year cheer to those long-suffering Longwell Green fans. Definitely, we'll do our very best. Uh, moving on to the game that I was at, the largest attendance of the uh, of the weekend. Of course, that won't surprise the regular listeners too much to know that it was at Melksham Town. 363 people saw Melksham take on Buckland Athletic. Yeah, it was um, yeah a home win for Melksham. 3-0 uh, victors there. Buckland, who had um, been doing slightly better recently, a couple of wins in their last three. Unfortunately, uh, came unstuck, a 3-0, 3-0 defeat for them. Uh, Alex Grimshaw putting Melksham ahead in the first half before two pretty late goals from Brian Bowl. Uh, who's in pretty good goal-scoring form. Uh, and Jake Brown confirmed the win for, for Melksham with 3-0 victors. Yeah, and I would say Melksham, good value um, for the for the three points. I've been uh, really looking forward to an opportunity to, to, see, to see Buckland probably a little bit. They've disappointed a little bit with their form. Um, this season after doing so well last season of course and um, you can see why they're a quality outfit you know they look good and it was a question of um, it was you know it was a tale of missed chances really Buckland had the chances to um, to get into the game uh, but Melksham took theirs and uh, at the end of the day um, 3-0 is it slightly harsh on a scoreline well I suppose when you think about the fact that actually Melksham kept Buckland out and Buckland didn't take those chances. Maybe you know, maybe it isn't. But um, it was it was one of the games I've enjoyed the most at um, uh, at Oakfields this season. So um, hats off to Buckland. And um, you know, there's clearly clearly a good squad there. Just a question of making it click. Anyway, from my team to yours, odd down. They were at home to Chipping Sodbury Town. Yeah, unfortunately, um, falling to defeat a three-one win for Chipping Sodbury Town. They've now won three in the three in a row uh, in the league, which is good going. Uh, they did fall behind extremely early on, just 90 seconds in, and it was Kai Simpson uh, teed up by his uh, cousin Caelan uh, to put to put Odd down ahead. Uh, Chipping Sudbury were back on level terms just 50 minutes later uh, through George Bird, uh, and then midway through the second half, so uh, they've gone quite a quite a distance at one all. Uh, they grabbed the lead for the first time uh, with Liam Pullen firing home from the penalty penalty spot, uh, and the victory was then confirmed pretty late on. Uh, Jake Thomas scoring on the on a counter attack. Yeah, so a three-one win for Chipping Sudbury. Well, High Flying Street, they took on Lowly Hallen. It should have been a regulation three points here, but perhaps not quite as uh, as easy as the league leaders would have liked. No, pretty tight affair. Uh, two goals really close to half-time on the side of it. So, uh, first half, stoppage time, Craig Herod put, put Street ahead, and then Steve Murray just the second minute of the second half. Uh, doubling the advantage, and that was, that, yeah, that was how it stayed. Just a 2-0 just a win for Street, but obviously the three points is what's crucial for them, and they maintain their uh, six-point lead at the top of the table. Now, last season, this uh, fixture would have been a first division affair. It was Wellington at home to Hengrove and to the home team, the Spoils. Yeah, and thanks to Sam Towler, uh, he scored both goals for them. Uh, a 2-1 win for, for Wellington. Uh, Lewis Dunn did score uh, four minutes from time for Hengrove, but uh, unfortunately they failed to defeat. And yeah, it's Wellington who take home the three points and their good home form continues. Now, a tight affair at Wells, but it didn't go in the home side's favour. And, of course, with uh, with Longwell Green picking up those three points, Wells really 
they need to start looking over their shoulders a little bit. Um, disappointment for the City side. Yeah, coming up against a, a pretty good Cribs side who continue to, to rise up the table. Uh, it was a goalless first half and then uh, Cribs took the lead uh, just 20 minutes after the restart through Jake Slocum. Uh, Charlie Oldham then added a, another pretty soon after uh, before Paul Coles uh, pulled a goal back four wells. But yeah, they continue to struggle a little bit and they fell to a 2-1 defeat. And finally, Willen Rovers, anything Street can do, we can do better. Street scored two, Willen scored four uh, against Cadbury Heath. Yeah, and they've got men in form up front. Uh, Fletcher Williams scoring, uh, and then Luke Mortimer uh, adding a hat-trick. Uh, two, of the, two of the better marksmen at the moment. Uh, a 4-0 win for Willand, and as you say, keep very much keeping up the pressure on the street. Uh, those two games in hand, they win those their level. So, um, yeah, continuing to add the three points, and, and yeah, their battle with street. Um, fascinating uh, week by week. Boss, we need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Toolstation. But it's a... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Toolstation website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Toolstation. Your best mate for the job. Right, now in the first division then, we kick off with Ormsbury at home to league leaders Westbury United. Yeah, and it was a tight affair, just a 1-0 win for, for Westbury. Uh, they maintained their two-point lead at the top of the table and it was a, a header really really laid on, nine minutes from time. Uh, so it was all square going into that final ten minutes, but then down price rose high uh, to head home and uh, they managed to hold on. It was, yeah, Westbury to come away with the three points. And Ashton and Backwell, they took on Oldland Abertonians. Yeah, another uh, tight affair, just the one goal there as well. Uh, and it was Oldland, another away win uh, for them. Uh, and it was Tyler Davis's goal from uh, 12 yards out. That was the difference between the sides. Yeah, for Oldland and a 1-0 win at Ashton. Now the next fixture, Tom. It's the Battle of the Bishops. Bishop Lydiard entertained Bishop Sutton. They shared six goals. What a game that was. Yeah, it sounds like an absolute thriller. Um, Lydiard going two ahead uh, pretty early on uh, before Bishop Sutton fought back uh, to, to score... Uh, three of their own, uh, but it was, it was Ben Hebditch uh, scoring twice for the home side, including a pretty late equaliser, and to, to keep it keep it level, it was a three-all draw there between the bishops. Now, Calm Town, they entertained local rivals' devices. Yeah, another 1-0 win. There was quite a few of them in the first division. Uh, and it was Josh Brigham uh, scoring from the spot uh, to give devices the away win over Calm, 1-0. Now, a huge crowd at Chard, the biggest of the first division, um, saw Chard Town entertain Sherbourne Town. Yeah, another game uh, involving a penalty, this time awarded to Sherbourne. Uh, Josh Williams, uh, after just 12 minutes, and he managed to fire home to put them ahead, but they weren't able to hold on. It was Chard, uh, grabbed a share of the points, uh, with uh, Taufik Ben Salem uh, scoring for them once more. So, yeah, one all draw there at Chard. Still a notable effort by Sherbourne Town, and that's why I took this opportunity to catch up with a man we've not spoken to on the podcast before. It's Wayne Jerome, the manager of Sherbourne, and I started off by asking him for his thoughts on that good point away at local rivals Chard. Yeah, hard, hard fought point, uh, derby as you call it, um, in on a soft, soft pitch, made for a. Uh, a typical derby battle, really. You know, did, was it a game that you felt you could get a win at, or were you were you happy to come away with a point? I think in a situation we are every point vital at the moment. So, as we emphasize the lad, it's, it's lads is not to lose the game; it's to get something out of it. Each game we play in, um, it was a game we 
knew we had to change certain tactics. Uh, having known uh, quite a bit about Chard, and, um, and as I've been highlighted, we've got two players from Chard, and they've got two players which they signed from Sherborne, so we knew a lot about each other. You know, it's been a difficult season. It's certainly been a difficult 2017. But things have improved um, over the um, over the the festive period. Um, you had a high scoring game that ultimately you you didn't take anything from. But but uh, that was a good. Uh, uh, in some respects, some positives can be taken from the from the defeat with Roman Glass. But you 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 had a very good win over high flying Radstock. Um, you've been difficult to beat over Christmas. Was that? Um, uh, are you pleased with that? Was that something that you? Told not really. I think it, coming into a season where seven, eight games into a season and you take over the reins, um, you obviously look at what you've got and you make adequate changes. Uh, having to change seven, eight players, it took this amount of time to settle down, really. It's adjust to how we want to play or, or what we want, what systems we want to adapt and it's took that little bit of time and I think now it's flourishing and we're getting the points um, after a difficult start. So, so you're obviously happy with the way that the side are playing. Does that, that, that obviously bodes well for the supporters looking ahead to 2018? Oh yeah, yeah, very much so, very much so. We know we've got a difficult period over the next uh, five or six weeks playing, having to play all the top sides including Roman Grass, Chad. Um, I think we've got Roman Glass again, Cheddar, Kane, from all coming up. That's, uh, as we've told the lads, what we get out of this, these next six or seven games, will be a bonus. We come into a game of, uh, or run of nine games, I say, where teams are all in the bottom half. So that's what we've got to highlight more to make sure we stay up, uh, getting the points out of them games. Yes, it's, it's you, the fixture gods haven't been particularly kind to you, have they? Because, of course, that, that good run of form that I've talked about over the Christmas period, you, you had a lot of home games. Actually, over the next couple of months, you've got an awful lot of away games, and you are going to places like Roman Glass, Welton, um, Canesham and Cheddar, all teams that are you know, in, in good form. So it, does that concern you at all, or do you think at this level of football perhaps that difference between home and away doesn't make that much difference after all? I don't think home or away really is an advantage in this time of the football. Um, I think we've now showed over the last six or seven, possibly eight games, that we can compete with all the teams at the top. Yes, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot of travelling to do, but it would test our mentality as a group without a doubt. I suppose we, we can't help but reflect on the brief that you were given when you took over um, uh, eight games in um, to the season. But I mean, going in, um, going looking looking at the rest of the season. Now we're in twenty eighteen. Realistically speaking, what are your targets um, for the squad? Well, I took over the job. There was no targets. Um, I wasn't given any targets by the chairman or the committee. I, I think realistically, they want to stay up. Don't want to be finishing in the bottom two and running the risk of um, getting relegated. So anywhere really above there is, is a bonus for us, I, I think. Now it's all settling down. This is a question I've asked all the managers um, I've interviewed, and it always interests me to hear uh, their thoughts on, on 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 the teams that have impressed them the most when um, you know when they've come up against them. And it's not always the obvious ones. It's not always the table toppers. And I think, in particular, in the first division, that's the case because it's a division that we say every week uh, that any team can beat any other team on their day. So, if we reflect on your tenure in charge so far, which teams have impressed you? Um, the most? 
that's a hard one because we're, we're playing a lot better than obviously we were. But um, I suppose Kingston were a good side. I thought Kingston were a very good side when we played them. West Westbury, yeah, Westbury were a very, very well drilled side. And I and Roman Glass the other week. I mean, to be honest, we had them beaten, and they showed massive character to come back three one at half time, albeit a few mistakes by ourselves. To be three one down, you know, that showed. Yeah, probably the top three, I would say, the best sides I've, I've played against, but at a day. I mean, would it be fair to say that there's a contrast of, of styles that you've come up against? I know that there are certain teams in the First Division, obviously, and in the Premier Division of the, of the Tool Station Western League, that like to play football. Others are more physical. We, you know, we see some squads of, uh, you know, who, who where, where the where the where the players are physically larger and, and, and like to play a, a more physical game. When you're setting up against an opponent, what what are you looking to exploit? How do you like to how do you like to play your football? What pace, really? We, we, we've got a. Uh, we, we try to stick. Well, we have changed the system over the last few weeks to accommodate, really. But we like to play a four-three-three uh, with a lot of pace up front, and we like the work rate. We got a real hard work in midfield to close everything down. Getting your full-backs forward overlapping is, uh, is good for us, but it, our main issue was not conceding goals. I mean, we had a big problem of conceding a lot of goals, apart from the. Uh, Roman Glass game, we, we seem to have, you know, got over that hurdle. I find the Western League Division One, yeah, it, as you say, it's a mixture. It's a mixture, but I find it fast and furious. Well, Wayne, you, 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 you've certainly you've certainly tightened things up at the back. You, 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 you know, for the last couple of months, as I've said before, you, your form has definitely improved. We'll keep an eye on you because um, it'd be interesting to see. You're not a million miles away from from Ashton and Blackwell United. You've got three games in hand over them, uh, as with any team in the first division. Actually, pick up a couple of wins, and it can certainly improve your um, yeah. your league position. So we'll keep an eye on you. Thank you very much um, for. Um, um, for, for taking the time to speak to us, you've got Bishop Sutton, haven't you, uh, coming up um, uh, right, yeah. this uh, this, Saturday, uh, this Saturday? So that will be um, a game. Uh, you, 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 well, you'll be away from home, and um, I mean they're, they're in a similar league position to Chard. So I'm assuming that that you'll be you'll be looking for something similar, if not better, from that game. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the Bishop Sutton and the Warminster we've highlighted is two important games in amongst all the big teams we're playing over the next month or so. So we could pick up points at Sutton and something at, uh, when we're home to Warminster, we'd be more than happy. Now then, this was a game that I called out on last week's podcast. Two teams that interest me greatly. It's Cheddar against Radstock Town. And um, six, goals a pi- uh, six goals to talk about, Tom. Uh, an entertaining tie. Yeah, ended three apiece. So you picked out the right game this week. Uh, the Chiefs men uh, Cheddar two goals ahead pretty early on through Ross McNabb and Stephen Pennington uh, before Radstock managed to draw level just before the break. Uh, goal quick succession from Finn Haynes uh, and then Morgan Skip. So it was two all at the break. Uh, Radstock then went ahead for the first time in the afternoon with their top scorer James Rustle uh, firing home another penalty. Uh, Forty minutes from time, <coughs> um, but yeah, it was Cheddar who had the last word. Uh, managed to get 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 a share of the points, and it was Craig Morford crashing home uh, and equaliser pretty late on. Yeah, so a free all draw there, and uh, yeah, fascinating afternoon uh, play there. Well, having been engaged for quite some time, Bristol Telephones finally appear to have found a little bit of, of a run of form, don't they, Tom? They were they travelled this time to Corsham Town and another three points for the phones. Yeah, they're climbing up the table a little bit. Up until uh, 12th, I believe, after this one, it was Danny Golding. He started the season really well. 
uh, one of the names that caught my eye, uh, maybe September time, and uh, his goal was the difference between the sides. Uh, a 1-0 win for Bristol. Uh, telephones away at Caution. Canesham Town, of course, they're doing very well. And in this game, seven goals were scored. So if you wanted value for money for your entrance fee, then this was probably the game to be at. Canesham Town against Malmesbury Victoria. Yeah, they've really found their form in front of goal, uh, Canesham. A 5-2 win for them on, on Saturday. And it was Craig Wilson who did most of the damage. He scored a hat-trick. Uh, their top scorer, Matt Brown, had uh, put them ahead early on uh, before Wilson got his first of the afternoon. Uh, and then Carl Box completed the first half scoring. So it's 3-0 uh, at half-time. Uh, Wilson then added uh, two goals after the break, uh, either side of a, a double from uh, Malmesbury. Uh, so, yeah, 5-2 win for Canesham. And, uh, yeah, doing very well at the moment. Obviously, just Westbury ahead of them. So, uh, uh, keeping up the chase well. Well, another team that's doing very well is Roman Glass and George. They're third in the table. They took on basement boys, Portishead Town. There could be only one winner, Tom. So you would think. Unfortunately for, for Roman Glass, they slipped up a one-all draw. Uh, they had gone ahead. Uh, Jordan Yeo uh, had a deflected effort, uh, beat, beat the Portishead keeper uh, pretty early on. Uh, but then midway through the second half, Portishead managed to get back on level terms. And it was Dan Elston who fired home um, to, to gain a share of the points. Well, a, f- a far more logical draw coming up. Two teams that are locked cheek by jowl is Warminster Town and Chippenham Park. Yeah, uh, a one-all draw there, as you say, uh, at Weymouth Street. And it was uh, Jamie Vincent scoring for the hosts uh, before Matthew Mead uh, scoring for Chippenham Park. Yeah, a one-all draw. Pretty decent crowd there at Weymouth Street. And finally, we finish with Welton Rovers, the Green Army, taking on Wincanton Town. Yeah, another one-all draw. So the third in, in succession we discussed there. Uh, and it was uh, Welton uh, who went ahead, uh, Joe Batrick, uh, who'd scored from the penalty spot. And it was a game of the penalties, uh, in fact. So Kieran Davis equalising from the spot himself for Wincanton, uh, 90 minutes from time. So a, a one-all draw there between Welton and Wincanton. And when we look back on those last three results, Tom, Roman Glass against Portishead and Welton Rovers against Wincanton in particular, you know, I, I run out the, the number of times we say every week that, um, you know, that these fixtures in the first division, any side can beat any side. Mm. On this occasion, they were all draws, but it just goes to show, doesn't it, how tight this division is? It really does. I mean, just looking at it now, there's nine points covering fourth place uh, all the way down to 13th. I mean... <laughs> The top, the top couple of teams have maybe run away with a little bit. Westbury and Wincanshire winning most weekends, but apart from that, it's pretty difficult to pick. And obviously, that makes it, uh, yeah, fascinating. And the, the teams at the bottom, even Portshead, Sherborne, doing pretty well on the weekend. They'll, they'll be, they'll be catching up with some teams soon as well. So yeah, that really is um, a, a division that, that everyone needs to keep an eye on at the moment. Absolutely right. Well, um, we've had a look at the week that's gone. Now let's have a look at the week that's to come. Starting on Tuesday, the sixteenth of January, can. Longwell Green Sports follow up that famous victory with another victory, another three points at home to Odd Down. Um, that kicks off at um, half past seven. In the first division, Tom, we've got three fixtures. Yeah, we do. Um, we've got two 7.30 kickoffs, uh, which take place uh, between Devizes Town and Cheddar, uh, and also Radstock Town and Westbury. Uh, and then at 7.45, we've got Malmesbury Victoria taking on Caution Town. And then moving on to Saturday, the 20th of January, really mouth-watering um, line-up in both the Premier Division and the First Division. Tom, do you want to take us through some of these Premier Division ties? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so hopefully we have another a good weekend where we beat the weather. Uh, we've got Bitten versus Melksham, uh, Bridport versus Wells, uh, we've got Brisington hosting Chiffin Sobbury Town, Clevedon travel to take on Cabra Heath, uh, we've got Cribs versus Longwell Green, Halland versus Bridgewater, Oddown versus Bradford, uh, Shepton Mallet host Willand, and then finally Wellington, uh, they take on Street. 
And in the first division, Ashton and Backwell take on Chard Town, Bishop Sutton against Sherbourne Town, Bishops Lydiard entertain Welton Rovers, Carn Town are at home to Corsham Town, Canesham Town take on Almondsbury, Oldbourne Abertonians are against Chippenham Park, Portishead against Bristol Telephones, Radstock Town against Malmesbury Victoria, Warminster Town against Roman Glass St George, Westbury against Devizes, and Wincanton take on Cheddar. And as of course, as I always do, Tom, any of the uh, the fixtures over the coming week really stand out for you? I think street uh, trip to Wellington uh, could be an interesting one. Wellington doing okay at home. I'm just, uh, they've played a lot of home games recently, um, and yeah, that be, it could be a tough afternoon for Street. Obviously, only scored two on the weekend themselves, so they'll want to want to put that right. Uh, and uh, then down in the first division, uh, Westbury v Devizes, a couple of top teams there going at it. So that should be uh, yeah, one of the games to watch. Well, I think your dad will be a happy man because Odd Down take on Bradford Town, mm-hmm. and um, you know Odd Down. Blooming good side. It's a shame they don't get more people through the gate, but hopefully they'll get a few more because um, Bradford will be um, will be good visitors. And one of the things I've noticed about Bradford Town is that they don't suffer cup hangovers. Um, that was one of the things, actually, I did worry about Melksham this weekend. I thought after mm. the heroics of last week against Crowborough, Bradford yeah. and Buckland will be too strong um, for them. But um, I think they weathered the storm in the first 45 minutes and then really, you know, picked them off in the um, in the second. So that was um, pleasing to see from a Melksham perspective. Anyway, uh, if I look down into the um, into the first division, um, I think Radstock against Malmesbury will be uh, uh, will be a good game. Um, and uh, and I'll be very interested to uh, to see if um, Portis head. Can uh, can keep up their good form, you know, at the bottom of the table. But they've certainly got a win in them, and um, it's going to be no mean feat for for telephones to uh, to take all three points um, from that fixture. Definitely. Uh, shall we have a look, Tom, at the uh, at the league tables? Who are the runners and the riders? Cool. So, Premier Division to start with. Obviously, we've got Street at the top still. Uh, yeah. Played twenty two, fifty six points. Uh, Willand keeping up the pace. Twenty games played, so two games in hand. They're on fifty points. Uh, and then in third, we've got Bradford Town. Obviously, had a had a cup fixture on the weekend, but they've uh, they're still up into third, 45 points from their 21 games. Uh, Melksham, one place further back, 44 points, in 22 games. Uh, and then Cribston, really well, they, they deserve a shout. 25 games played, they've got 37 points. Uh, and then towards the bottom, obviously, Longwell Green, uh, three points added to their tally, so they're now on five uh, from their 23 games. Uh, Wells, they've also played 23 games, they've got 12 points. Uh, and then in 18th, we've got Cadbury Heath, who's played much less. They've only played 16 games still, uh, and they have 16 points. And in the first division, Westbury United, they top the table, played 26, they've got 57 points. Canesham Town, played 25, they've got 55 points, very tight at the top. Followed by Roman Glass and George, played 25, they've got 51 points. And then it's Radstock Town, played 23, and they're on 41. The same as Welton Rovers and Devizes, although Welton and Devizes have played um, a few more games. And at the bottom, we've got Portis Head, who were down there. Played 24, they got 15 points. Three behind Sherbourne, played 23. They're on 18, and then Ashton and Backwell played 26, and they're on 21. Tom, thank you very much as always for your time. We, you know, we are reviewing, of course, your excellent bulletin, uh, which is now available on the Talk Station Western League website. But have you penned your column uh, for the non-league paper? Yeah, indeed, a nice full one this week. Obviously, with all the all the games going ahead, so that was in the uh, step five and six section in the uh, yeah the non-league paper. Excellent, Tom. Thank you very much for your time. And I look forward to catching up with you on next week's Toolstation Western League podcast. <laughs>